You're listening to Gordon Clark on Hospital Radio Medway. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Gordon. Nice to have you on here. Thank you for having me. And the reason I got you on there, I saw your stuff on Facebook about Blossom uh, with Lisa. You did. And I thought, what is Lisa up to now then? So having looked at the site and some of the info I've got to, this all came about through certain things that had happened to you in your life. That's right. Would you like to tell us what that was? Absolutely. So I think for a long, long time, I felt like I was just plodding along in terms of lots of different areas in my life. I worked for the same company for 22 years. It was a couple of years ago, actually, where I had a bit of a a low point, shall we say. So I had some stuff going on outside of my life. um, And that included actually losing my nan who I was extremely close to. So obviously I was devastated, absolutely devastated. And some other bits and pieces were going on at the time. And I think upon reflection now, I was actually suffering from depression, although I didn't recognise that that's what it was. I did go and see a counsellor and I felt like I was on the up from that. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, at that point, we all got asked to work from home. And that sent me into a bit of a whirlwind because I was thinking I've never done this before. I don't know how I'm going to cope. Wasn't feeling 100% in the work that I was doing. I wasn't happy with that. But I recognised that I had to do something about it. And so I essentially started listening to motivational, inspirational videos on YouTube, listening to podcasts, reading books. But alongside that, I'd had a friend of mine who I'd seen over the years running up to that, who kept saying to me about doing a life coaching course. And I'd found lots of excuses not to do it. And then I think when all this happened with the pandemic, obviously a lot of us, we slowed right down. We couldn't go out. We started to reflect a bit more on our lives. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do this course. So that's essentially what I did. So I ended up doing a very short counselling course because one of the requirements is that you have a listening skill in order to do that life coaching. I then enrolled in the life coaching and completed that last year. And I was convinced at the time that although I really enjoyed it and I loved it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do specifically. And then I got myself a life coach and I worked with her for about six months And came to the realisation that actually I do want to be a life coach. I'd almost doubted myself and lacked the confidence to take that leap to do it. And it was like as soon as I had that realisation that actually I was the only person holding myself back, I started putting things in place to essentially create what is now known as Blossom with Lisa. And now I provide life coaching for other people like me. So that's the long of the short of it, really. So it's surprising. I mean, the, the pandemic, the, the things that have come out of the pandemic, how it gave time people to stop and think about things, I think. Yeah. Okay, life coaching. Mm-hmm. So we've heard life coaching mentioned quite a few times. Yeah. And, you know, we often see people are life coaches. So what is life coaching? So life coaching often gets confused with a form of counselling or a service that offers advice, and that's not the case at all. So we don't offer anybody any kind of advice. It's more about 
enticing answers out of individuals by using thought-provoking questioning. So it's similar to counselling in that it requires deep listening skills and it's a non-judgmental, safe and confidential space for anybody to open up about whatever they feel is necessary. However, counselling will refer more on past traumas, deep-rooted issues that an individual may have. So it'll look on essentially coping mechanisms to survive day to day. Life coaching is about empowering people and helping them to thrive. So it could be gaining clarity on where you're at in a certain point in your life, which is what I needed it for. It could be that you want to do something in particular. You've got a particular goal or a dream in mind that you'd like to achieve, but you don't necessarily know how to get there. So working with a life coach can help in all sorts of different ways. It can help work out what your next steps need to be, what steps that person needs to take. It could help build up their confidence, find ways of how they could move through their comfort zone, how could they break out of the mould that they've created for themselves and do something a bit different and helping them see that opportunities are around us all the time. It's essentially transforming a person's mindset so that they feel that what they want to achieve in life is possible and anyone can do anything they want to be able to do if they've got the right mindset. So we're a facilitator in empowering people to take those next steps, to feel much more positive. We're a supportive individual, the biggest cheerleader of that person. And it's ultimately, it's driven by the client. The client decides what they want to achieve. And as a life coach, it's essentially my job to ensure that they're aware of what things are holding them back what they need to do to get to where they want to be and that they feel that they are capable of doing it and 100% supported throughout that whole journey. Okay, so basically it's changing them from a can't-do attitude to a can-do attitude. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's what it's what we call a fixed mindset is where somebody says that I can't do this and they'll find lots of different reasons, which could be that they don't, they feel they're too old, for example, or too young or not experienced enough. And it's transforming that to what we call a growth mindset, which is I can do it. Who do I need to speak to? What do I need to know? What do I need to learn and find out? So it's exactly that, as you just said, Gordon. And it's people's mental health. But I suppose also in some cases it can be like um, in physical health. I know, you know, some people when they have physical disabilities, they think, can't do that anymore I mean a good example is in sports Mm -hmm. people think oh I can't compete in sports anymore Mm -hmm. and then you've got things like the Paralympics come along and say well you can compete yeah absolutely so it's just about changing mindset Absolutely. And in that example that you gave, you will have coaches that specialise in different areas. I specialise in building up people's confidence, building up their self-esteem and having that belief that anything is possible if you want it enough. But as you say, you know, there are coaches that specialise in sport. I think sports coaches are a bit more well-known than life coaches, but that is changing. Um, But you'll get health coaches, you'll get career coaches, you'll get all kinds of different life coaches in a different area that can help people depending on what their needs are. Yeah, and uh, I saw in your little bit about your story that I read, you were saying as well as the life coaching, you've got qualifications in some other aspects. Yeah. Now, I know things like 
of Tai Chi and Chai Gong, things like that as well. Mm-hmm. They can be quite good. And then yoga, even. Yeah. What sort of things did you do? So as well as the obviously counselling I did initially, following on from the life coaching, I then qualified in a level one Reiki healing, which is a healing modality. So it connected to the different chakras that are within the body. It's not something that I pursued because at the time I didn't feel like it was right for me, but it was more about getting attuned to my own energy and understanding how that works for me and how it could work for other people. So it was a very basic understanding because for anyone that doesn't necessarily understand about energy healing we all have an aura we have an energetic field there's several layers of that and if you delve into it with Reiki it goes into much more detail but mine was more of getting an awareness of what that was and what it felt like for me I also did a different type of healing which is called Rahani celestial healing which I got qualified in as a practitioner at the end of last year So that is working with archangels and calling in angels when you're working with somebody else to heal them. So I don't practice Rahani healing specifically other than on my close friends and family, but it's the healing side of it is what I bring into my coaching. So I work a lot with meditations and visualizations and getting people to feel much more attuned to what their emotional energy feels like for them. So that's benefited me from a coaching point of view because I feel like it gives a different angle to what a traditional life coach would would offer yeah I've got a friend who's a Reiki healer as well and that she teaches as well I believe amazing of course just up the road from me up at the Medway services is there's a center there that I think it's called the well-being center or something like that yes and they do things like that and it's those sort of things, I think, are coming more into everyday use. At one time, some of those things people used to think, that's a bit weird. Mm. I mean, meditation in my day, you know, going back to the 60s, meditation was always a bit hippie, that. Mm. But then you see the benefits that come out of things like that. It's alternative healing. Mm. And it's amazing. It, and it's, it's all to do with the mind really isn't it yeah and how you get your mind to change its focus on things and make it more positive absolutely and I think also it's about getting more in touch with how you feel because something that you know I include myself in this up until recently I think we're so busy because we're we're working you might have a family, got a house to run. There's so many things that go on in a person's life. And with the internet and everything being online, everyone expects an answer now. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was many years ago where we didn't have all of that and it was much slower. That I think we've almost, to some extent, become out of touch with how we actually feel ourselves. And as I said, for me, a couple of years ago, I didn't even know what I wanted. I didn't even know how I felt. And I think with the energy side of it, and it it links into meditation as well, and mindfulness, it's about slowing down and finding opportunities in your day to take, even if it's five minutes out, to just sit with yourself and actually sit with how you feel, understand how you feel, because I think we just keep ourselves too busy. It's too fast all the time. And, you know, there are 
obviously life isn't a straight line. There are going to be moments where we have lots of things that we need to do. But to be on that kind of treadmill of life constantly is, is not good for anyone. So all of these things that are obviously rising in popularity, they work. They've been around for thousands of years. It's just that in sort of modern history, we may have suppressed them a bit. And now they're sort of coming to fruition again. It's something that can be hugely beneficial to people because it is a combination, as you say, of mindset but also understanding how you feel energetically because there's lots of things that can drain our energy that aside from the mindset, it could be things we've not even thought about. So I feel like these things are hugely beneficial to the wellbeing sector and just in general, people's wellbeing. Yeah, it's strange. One of the things I could never really get my head around was people who had anxiety problems. I could understand if they were related to phobias or something like that. But when people just said they suffer from anxiety, I never really understood it. And then because of my treatment that I've been on, I had a spell where I suffered from anxiety. And it suddenly made me realise that Mm. at the time I I probably didn't realise I was suffering from anxiety not until I was suffering and obviously got diagnosed. It's surprising how disabilitating it is. Mm. Yes, it's amazing the power of the mind, I think. There's the old expression, what's the mind over matter? Mm. That's the sort of thing, get your mind right and uh, it controls your body. Absolutely. You know, mindset is everything. And it's, as you mentioned, anxiety, you know, that's a prime example of where our thoughts create a physical response in our bodies. And obviously, you mentioned that you've got a diagnosis for it. But I think it's surprising how many people have it and don't realise because they felt like that way for so long. And they don't necessarily have panic attacks or anything that is obviously something related to anxiety I think it can go undiagnosed in a lot of people because it's just something they've had for a long long time yeah it's amazing and mine came down to because of treatment it was affecting the hormones in the body Mm. and that was you know what was causing the anxiety and that as well and you see it more and more in in the hospitals now as well as treating Mm. you know any physical disabilities or problems that can be seen whether that's seen outwardly or by x-rays or anything as well as that there's a big thing that now on getting people's mind right a lot of healing is as you say it's you get your mind in the right place and Mm. and the i can do this attitude i can get through this Mm. so what's next for lisa then moment I'm growing the business with my one-to-one coaching as time goes on I've got lots of different ideas coming up I've had thoughts myself about starting a podcast uh, growing into group coaching that could be an option later on offering workshops online or in person there's lots of things long term that I've got ideas for and obviously in the meantime I'm networking with different people and collaborating to see what comes out of that Uh, but for now it's the one-to-one coaching and growing that side of it because I want to be able to help as many people as I can because what I went through a couple of years ago 
it was hard. And I think if I had had someone back then kind of help me see things a little bit more clearly, then I would have benefited from that. I, I mean, I went through the path that I did. And I think as soon as I've transformed my mindset, as soon as I've looked at life completely differently to what I did just a couple of years ago, my life has changed. I'm, I'm a different person. I don't sit back and, and just let opportunities pass me by. I, I'll put myself out there now. I make connections with other people, which is something I never did. So I want to give other people the help and help build their confidence and their self-esteem and make them realise that actually when you start to sort of push through your own comfort zone and you push your own boundaries, and, and they don't have to be big things either. I mean, I didn't do anything massive it was small steps over a couple of years, but you go as much as you want to and you start to achieve the fruits of your labour and it is literally transformational. That's the only way I can describe what I've been through. I want other people to be able to feel the same or at least start them on that journey of believing in themselves and achieving whatever it is they want to achieve in life, going out there and getting it because we want to enjoy life. We want to be happy. There's nothing worse than feeling like this is it, which is kind of how I felt, just seeing day to day, plodding along. And now I feel like I'm living such a happier, more fulfilling life because I'm helping people and helping myself in the process because I find it so rewarding. I get such a sense of achievement from helping other people that um, this is how I know this is what I'm, I'm here to do. Yeah. So... All these um, various help methods and that, I mean, social media is the big thing these days. And I presume that's not only can it help the problem, it can be a cause of some of the problem, I think, social media things. Mm. But what positive things are there on social media that can help people? So I think social media is great if you can detach yourself from the comparison side of it. So it's good for getting inspiration, getting ideas. You know, if people want to start following people who make recipes, like the body coach is really good for exercises and recipe ideas. I mean, there's lots of different people to him that offer a similar similar thing. Social media is great for that and getting information. Social media, on the flip side, if we're looking at people and thinking we're not good enough because this is something that I did as well, actually, and I came off of social media uh, for a little while a few years ago because I was finding that I was comparing to others you know I was thinking someone else had a much better life than me they were more popular or they were doing more than me or they're more attractive than me and it it became a bit of a slippery slope because I got to the stage where I was just not liking myself very much at all so if you notice that that's what you're doing with social media in particular or any kind of comparison to others I think limit the amount of time that you spend looking at it do something that's more uplifting whether it's going and watching a feel-good film or putting some music on or going for a walk Um, I think anything that you can take your mind away from that when you notice it's happening some people don't even realize that's what they're doing the good thing for me with social media is that I'm on social media at the moment. I don't have a website set up. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Blossom with Lisa. And at the moment, that's how I reach out to my audience. You know, people can contact me through that. And it's great to see what people are up to. And and hopefully people take inspiration from what I'm doing as well, because 
as I said earlier, I want to help as many people as I can. So there's there's lots of good resources out there, other coaches, other means of information, inspirational sites which post positive quotes daily or several times a week. If you follow things like that, that's a great place to start. That's what I did. Great place to start is, is being mindful of what content you expose yourself to all the positive stuff that social media brings and then limiting the negative side of it when it goes down that slippery slope yeah. comparison. Yeah, that's good. Thanks very much, Lisa, for coming on Chatterbox and telling us about, as I say, how it's helped you and how you can help other people. Absolutely. So I wish you the best of luck with this new route you're going down. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me onto this. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thanks very much, Lisa. You're most welcome. If you'd like to hear more episodes in this series of podcasts, or indeed see our other podcasts, search for our podcast website in your browser, hospitalradiomedway.captivate.fm. There's four easy ways to listen to HRMFM. Go to our website at hospitalradiomedway.co.uk and click to listen now. Go to NHS Wi-Fi on your device and find us there. Say, play Hospital Radio Medway to your smart speaker or switch your radio on and go to 87.9 FM, the radio station for the Medway Maritime Hospital. This is HRM FM.